Naperville is home to hundreds, if not thousands, of stories. As time goes by, some of those stories are lost to us. One of NCTV 17's missions is to capture, tell, and preserve as many of those stories as possible. Sometimes they're the story of someone whose accomplishments should never be forgotten. Other times they're stories of a time and a place that reflect who we are and where we've come from. And sometimes the stories may seem small, but on closer examination, they tell us almost everything we need to know about family, community, and even country. These stories are available on the NCTV 17 website as they were originally intended, as visual media. By putting these documentaries online as a podcast, we've stripped these stories of the visuals that help to tell them, a photograph from the time, or a lower third graphic to let you know who is speaking. And yet the stories still work by simply listening alone. Let the sounds of these documentaries open up before you and learn more about the people and places that helped make Naperville the community it is today. Before Superman, Batman, and well before Spider-Man, there was one man fighting crime. One man who always won. He's the detective known for catching the bad guys and keeping his city safe. A detective famous for his yellow fedora and trench coat. Dick Tracy has protected the city from villains on the big screen to the cartoon strips longer than any crime-fighting hero. But who's the man behind these crime-fighting tales? Meet Naperville local Dick Loker. It's his stories that entertain more than six million daily readers. With Dick Tracy, it's fun to write stories. You don't see many uh, storytelling strips anymore in the, in the comics. Uh, people seem to be on a faster pace. They're looking for a quicker hit. You've got to make a commitment if you want to follow Dick Tracy. And yet, you know, Dick still tells these wonderful, uh, crazy yarns about crime fighting in middle America. To engage readers, Loker keeps Dick Tracy in a modern world of white-collar crimes. Stories of embezzlement, extortion, and identity theft are now what keep readers coming back for more. We see a lot of white-collar crime now uh, that uh, did not exist back in the 30s and 40s in the Chicago area. It's very suspenseful, wondering what is happening. There is a mystery connected. It's that mystery that has kept Tracy in the newspapers for nearly 80 years. But years before Dick Loker wrote and drew stories of white-collar crimes, the cartoon strip was centered in an era when gangsters ruled the streets. It was Tracy originator Chester Gould who painted the scene of the seedy underworld of Chicago in the 1920s and 30s. He used to take his fingers like cameramen do and, and uh, collect a scene that he liked very much. And then he would sketch while he held his hand up like that. Waterfront drawings, steamy streets and things like that. Yeah, he, he was good. He was a very imaginative person. Though imaginative, it took Gould 10 years and more than 50 story pitches to the Chicago Tribune to get a chance at a cartoon strip. It was on Gould's 61st idea, Plain Clothes Tracy, that Gould got the response he was looking for. And on October 4th, 1931, the newly named character Dick Tracy made his debut. My dad created him as a strong, honest detective. He was out for 
no other reason than to show that crime does not pay. It wasn't until the late 50s that Loker and Gould met and worked together. Loker became one of Gould's assistants, a job that led Loker to becoming the main artist for the strip in 1983. And he said, always think of as many types of plots as you can. We can always throw out the bad ones. Before Loker started drawing Dick Tracy full-time, he made his way through the Air Force. He served as a concept engineer designing new planes. One of his concepts even came to fruition. 200 B-58 Hustlers flew in the Korean War. After serving his country, Loker transitioned into the world of advertising. It's there that he stayed until his friend Chester Gould tipped him off to a job not too far from the pages of the cartoon strips. And he says, the Tribune is looking for a new editorial cartoonist. Would you be interested? And I said, sure. And he says, we'll get 12 cartoons, do 12 cartoons tonight, and go down and see them in the morning. And I said, 12? I stayed up all night and did seven. That's all I could do. That next day, Loker made his way down to the Tribune Tower and met with Chicago Tribune editor Clayton Kirkpatrick. And he set the cartoons out, and he lit a cigar, and walked back and forth, looking at the cartoons. I swear it was an hour he took. And he said, are these all your own ideas? And I said, yeah. He says, well, they better be, because you're not going to get any help here. You're hired. Even though Loker did not have any prior experience in political cartooning, his knack for art and sharp commentary earned him the job. For nearly four decades, Loker continues to add his great sense of humor and artistry to the pages of the Chicago Tribune. What it takes us a thousand words to say, they say in one picture. And a lot of times it carries more impact than a news story or an editorial or a, a column uh, can. It gets you in a lot of trouble because it's a, it's a blunt uh, weapon. And it's the kind of uh, instrument that Dick Loker wields really well. We're the burr under the saddle of politics were the tall snappers of journalism, and, and our art is called the ungentlemanly art because we don't adhere to the rules. And breaking the rules is exactly what has pushed Loker to the top. The best thing that can happen to a cartoonist is to get a response. If somebody says, you, you must be blind, you don't know what you're talking about, how did you ever come up with an idea like that? You know you've struck a chord. And that's kind of fun. It is probably the best read thing on the editorial pages. Um, people really connect with cartoons. I know because when they're angry, I hear from them too. You know, and Dick is one of those cartoonists. He can really rile up your blood. You're not a successful cartoonist until you had a death threat. I've had three so far. While Loker doesn't take the death threats too seriously, they do serve as evidence of his success between becoming one of the two longest running Chicago Tribune political cartoonists. Loker has won several awards. The most prestigious, a Pulitzer Prize. The Pulitzer winner was a cartoon of President Ronald Reagan as Superman. And to this day, it remains one of his favorites. He has the artwork down so nicely, so well refined. Beyond that, uh, he, he understands political humor and he understands how to make a good, solid political point uh, quickly and easily for a reader. Loker has experienced much success during his long career, but remains humble. He says the most rewarding recognition he receives is getting a laugh from one of his drawings. Loker credits those laughs to taking the classic idea of political cartooning and just looking at it through his eyes. 
and using his imagination to try something new and different. Well, if you keep thinking that way, you're going to do, you, something's going to come out that's either crazy or very attractive. And uh, hopefully, hopefully mine are on the attractive side. Loker entertains millions on a daily basis and says it's Mary, his wife of more than 50 years, who's kept him on point. She's the glue of the operation. I'm newspaper all over the place and she helps put it all together so that makes it kind of fun. He just loves what he's doing and um, he genuinely loves people and I think he likes to kind of entertain people through his art, his stories. Loker says before the awards, before the editorial cartooning and well before Tracy, it was his father who encouraged him to draw. Years later, Loker took his dad's lead and encouraged his three children and five grandchildren to imagine and to create. His son John even helped him on the Dick Tracy strip. Loker says his son had more talent than anyone he knew. But at age 25, John tragically lost his life. While the loss was heart-wrenching for the Lokers, they stuck together, never losing sight of the importance of family. Family is what it's all about, really, you know. You see him doing the same things as you did when you were younger, and you say, why is he doing it that way? But what's behind the years of hard work, the thousands of editorial cartoons and crime-fighting stories? Loker sees his drawing as a stepladder leading him to the next phase of his life. So when I finish writing Dick Tracy or finish drawing it like that, there's stuff left over. And it has to come out, and it usually manifests itself in fine art, into a painting or a sculpture. Fusing his hobby of fine art and the profession of cartooning, Loker has even left his artistic mark on the Riverwalk in downtown Naperville. It is here that a nine-foot, 2,000-pound bronze sculpture stands. The larger-than-life Dick Tracy is based off a drawing and maquette Loker created. Somebody asked me one time, he says, where do you get your ideas? I think about them. That's where they come from. You think about ideas. It's Loker's ideas that have kept him relevant for almost four decades. And it's those ideas that have made Dick Loker a permanent figure in history. But when will the inking man hang his brush up to dry? My first editor that I had, we got along real well together. He says, Dick, remember, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. And so I don't want to take up a lot of space. I want to live on the edge.